being on the main roster, I know some people are like, you know what people say, it's like, oh, it's, it's the main roster, it's a curse. I think it's awesome, you know, I've had two championships since I've been here. I've been way more successful on the main roster than I ever was in NXT, so. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Adam Character with me, Ryan Satin. This week, we've got an awesome guest in store for you. He's one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions. He's part of RK, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Out of Character, Riddle. Riddle, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, bro. Stoked to be here and stoked to be talking to you again. It's been, it's been a minute. It's been a while, so it's good to catch up. You know? It has been a minute, actually. I feel like, you know, we used to have chats at PWG, and then we had a chat at the Performance Center uh, when when you were still in, down in NXT. So now we get to chat about your WWE career so far. And I'm really excited about it because I've always been a fan of yours. And so I've really been a fan of seeing your progression in WWE over the past few years, specifically since you came to the main roster too. I feel like you've really grown as a performer in just this short amount of time. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, when you get up to the main roster, you know, you either... It's a, it's the ocean. It's a, it's a big place. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of characters, and there's a lot of competition. And you gotta stick out. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do, and you gotta become as valuable as you can. And for me, I saw an opportunity to kind of be funny and be as serious as I can be in the ring to kind of bring that, you know, blend of kind of like an old school kind of Kurt Angle when he was kind of goofy and. Also, Olympic gold medal as well. I'm kind of goofy, but I'm also a former UFC fighter. So, you know, I feel like I'm bringing that blend, and I love it. You know, I get to be me all the time, and uh, because I'm kind of goofy, but I can also kind of kick your ass. So, you know, it's one of those things. Well, you know, speaking of that same blend, you know, I usually start each interview asking off how much of your real true self there is in the character you play on TV, and I feel like for you, they're very, very similar. For me, it honestly, it makes my job extremely easy because my character on television is is me just, I'll say this, I'm a little more oblivious on TV, you know, I'm a little goofier on TV, but uh, but still very true to the true nature of who Matt Riddle is or Riddle is, you know, in real life. So for me, and I try to tell people this, I'm not, a, I'm not the greatest actor, you know, so, and I feel like most great actors play a certain role like will ferrell even if he's in a bunch of different movies usually plays will ferrell well you know i'm riddle i'm that riddle and i like playing different versions of myself be it a serious serious version in the ring or a goofier one backstage talking about brogan or you know i'm syncing my headsets with randy so we can listen to the same spotify playlist or whatever it is you know and i honestly uh i've just been having so much fun working with all the top level talent and working with Randy and just, dude, it, being on the main roster, I know some people are like, you know what people say, it's like, oh, it's, it's the main roster, it's a curse. I think it's awesome, you know, I've had two championships since I've been here. I've been way more successful on the main roster than I ever was in NXT. So honestly, I, lo I love it, you know, it's been awesome. Well, I just think that the reason you've been been able to find so much success there is because of your personality. I think that you have to have a big personality to find success on the main roster. And I also think that you have to have confidence. And I think that confidence is so important to someone like Vince. And I think that, you know, I remember when you were kind of like first starting off in NXT and in WWE, it was always like, 
oh, there's this heat on Matt Riddle for saying this and saying that. But I always kind of felt like a piece, and I don't know Vince, I've never spoken with Vince, but I always felt like he had to have respected it in some way because of the fact that you were so confident in everything that you were doing. You know, I, I am extremely confident, but I've also put the work in to be as confident as I am in what I say. You know, and I do think Vince respects it. I think he likes me a lot. I do think he thinks I've definitely overstepped my boundaries a couple of times, you know, and he has definitely told me that I have. Uh, but, but at the same time, I kind of look at it like this. I, I really don't mean to rub people the wrong way, but at the same time, it's like, we're in the world of professional wrestling, and I talk trash. That's what I do. That's part of my job is to talk trash on people. And I feel like if I talk really good trash, people get upset. But I just think I'm really good at my job. But, you know, it. Everybody, you know, me and Goldberg don't see eye to eye on some things. Me and other superstars, I'm not going to mention names, don't see eye to eye on some things. But that's, like, to me, the beauty of professional wrestling sports entertainment, like, we're not supposed to. These these differences, these qualms that we have is what's great about what we do. And the fact that we might actually have to work together one day and people know this, it, you know, it even it makes what we do even bigger, more real and better, if you ask me. And I think the fans agree as well. I mean, the best storylines in pro wrestling are when the when you as the fan who have been watching forever are like, is that real? What's going on? Are they actually mad at each other? That's when, like, when the reality and fiction can blend together in that way. That's when wrestling is magic to me. And, and, and for me, I feel like one of the main reasons I was so valuable on the independent scenes is I was able to do that, not just in a ring, but the trash I would talk like when I wrestled James Ellsworth, uh, you know, I think spring break one year. I, I literally just buried him in a promo. I just talked. I was like, dude doesn't have a chin. What's he thinking? Getting in the ring with a former UFC fighter. I'm like the king of the Indies, bro. You don't step to this. And, I, of course, I use a lot more vulgar language. But, you know, it was I kept it real. And I feel like when you keep it real, like, that people are like, oh, like, d does that disrespectful? Like, what's going to happen, you know? And, and I want people to talk. If people are talking, it's good. And that's what I, mean, I do. I get people talking. The fact that you, when you were on the indies, were calling out he who mustn't be named or whatever, the fact that you were calling him out before you were even in WWE uh, is why I still want to see that match, regardless of what has happened in the past. Like, I'm still, in my mind, like, that match is going to happen. So I, I, I feel you on that 100%. I also, with Goldberg, I saw, I could have sworn at SummerSlam, <laughs> I could have sworn at SummerSlam, I saw in like a backstage video the two of you being friendly to each other in one of the videos. So have you guys kind of made amends with each other a little bit? So this this is what I'm gonna say. You know, I, I know I said some things, like I said I do. I talk a lot of trash, but at the end of the day, when you get to know me, and even in past, you know, even working with other people, they're probably gonna bring me up and talk about me. I'm. I'm not that bad. They they understand what I'm doing eventually. They get it. Or at least Goldberg, I believe, gets it. And I think he also respects me. And if I'm being honest, I respect Goldberg. I respected him the whole time. It's just i just not a huge fan of his style, you know, professional wrestling in the ring. I like his promos. I like his his movies. I, I like his moves that, like, he's really good at his figure and jacket, like, when he does them, you know? But, like, I'm just not a fan of, 
you know, some of this technical wrestling, you know, but I respect his aura and respect what he brings to the game every time I do. The, the, the crowd's up, everybody in the locker room's glued to the TV monitor, and I'm like, that's, you, you can't pay, like, you can't train somebody for that. That's just somebody. Like, he, he is Bill Goldberg, you know, and all these other guys, like I said, I think Bill respects me for my work and my passion and my drawing ability, and I think eventually I'll get everybody else those who shall not be named, I will also get them on the bandwagon. And it's just, I'll be honest, my whole life, I feel like people, because I've always been this way, people have either like loved me from the start or they like despise me. But usually people come around, you know? So only time will tell, but uh, I think I think we're going to get those matches. I, th- I think I'm going to get everything, to be honest. The way things are going and... The, the response I'm getting at every live event, like, we're, we're doing things. So uh, I, I'm very happy to be in the position I'm in right now. I've always had that same, like, way, relationship with everyone, where either, like, they really like me when they meet me or they Dude, hate me so I, much. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. You know, I, I've seen it on the Internet. I've seen people, like, they're on you, or they're like, oh, I hate that rock. And it's like, dude, like, chill. Like, can't we just be in the middle, bro? Like, because I feel like that's right. I'm in the middle. Like, I'm like, I agree with some of the things he says. I don't agree with that. I think that, you know, but I'm there. I don't go with love, hate, love, hate. But, hey, world, world's a crazy place these days. You know? Well, so it, you especially on social media where, where everybody has a voice, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh, well, speaking of having a voice. <laughs> You know, do you have input in what you say on TV in general to make it more authentic to you? Because it seems like that's all you when you're when you're saying some of that stuff. I'm like, there's no way someone told him some of those things. If I'm talking to Randy, it's pretty easy, you know, because me and Randy talk a bunch and we're kind of friendly. So it's like for me to like, it's the same thing with Damian Priest. If I can like or Keith Lee, if I can talk to like an actual like friend who I like talk to daily, the promo is just like. I don't even have to think twice about it because I'm just talking to a friend. When they're trying to have me interact with somebody that barely looks at me in the locker room or something, that that gets a little difficult. More so for them, I feel, but still I like to I like to bounce off people, you know. But I'll say this. A lot of the stuff I've been saying recently, they've been letting me play around and they've been allowing me to have a lot of creative freedom. So I'm still, I'm still Goofy's, uh, Randy's Goofy tag partner, but I still get to, you know, spit some knowledge there and there, you know, give some motivational speeches, stuff like that, you know, bro. Yeah, I feel like it started with Damian Priest and Keith Lee when you were doing it with them, when you were kind of doing the stream of consciousness stuff. And it was, and that's where I first started to see it, where it was like, that's got to be, that's got to be him just on the fly because it's so funny and it's so like, I just think it's so like, I'm trying to think of the right word, but it's like silly to where it fits you to a certain degree, like where I could actually see you saying some of these things. Well, it's crazy for me because sometimes I see what people do on television and then I interact with them in the locker room. And I'll interact with some of these guys in the locker room and they are so hilarious, so funny, so cool. And then when they get on a microphone, it's a completely different person. I'm like, wow, I wish that guy could be on TV, you know, because that guy cracks me up. He's like the coolest guy ever. But the character is, you know, I think it's just one of those things. Plus, you know how I was saying earlier, like I forget stuff. I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, well, I'll, fo- I'll follow up on that then, because I want to know, actually, yeah. who's the funniest yeah. person in the locker room that you wouldn't expect to be funny? Ooh. That you were talking about. You know who's? 
really funny. You know, there's a lot of funny people in the locker room. Well, here of late, because I see him more often, and he's really funny. He's got, like, that Monty Python. You know, he's, he's Irish, so he has that sense of humor. Seamus. Seamus and Drew McIntyre. You know, they, 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 uh, they, they say some things that just crack me up, or they'll just – Make you believe one thing, then say something like it's like I think I said like Monty Python humor, and they really crack me up. But if I was gonna go undercover, like you would not think is super hilarious, Riddick Moss. Really, Riddick Moss. Yes, <laughs> dude. Dude is jacked out of his mind. Super athletic, combine champion multiple times, and he is hilarious. And yeah, he just and he's just one of those guys. He he always cracks me up when he's in the locker room. So I'd say Rick Moss is one of the funniest guys, but you would never know. His character doesn't show it, and you wouldn't see it. And but Rick Moss is hilarious. Well, since you brought up Sheamus, I got to say, I feel like the series of matches that you had with him, or just in general, not, not series, but all the matches in general you've had with him, uh, especially when you first came to SmackDown, though, I felt like they really helped you sh prove on the main roster that you could stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with main event guys. Um, did you enjoy your time working with him? I love, love wrestling Sheamus. The guy goes hard, he hits hard. He wrestles hard. And for me, like, I want my in-ring wrestling to be like that. I want it to be intense. I want it to be physical. I want it to be imposing. And Sheamus brings that to the table. And I'll be honest, during the Thunderdome era, when there isn't a live crowd and there isn't that noise and that reaction, to bring it every week and smash flesh, some did the Thunderdome wasn't meant for everybody, just like the Ultimate Fighter wasn't meant for everybody, and it showed, you know. And for me, I don't care. I don't care if there's two fans. I remember one time I did an indie show at WrestleMania weekend, and it was the same uh, timing as like NXT and you know the other. I don't know if we we're allowed to mention their names, but the R, you know, the RO to the <laughs> other line. Yeah. And, this is when they were like competing on Saturday night, and there was maybe two fans in this whole ring. I, yeah, I did a tournament. I wrestled Keith Lee and a bunch of other dudes, and then I had to cut a promo about how stoked I was to be there and how I don't want to go to the WWE and how I love the Indies. And there's two people there. So it's like me, I don't care if there's a crowd or whatever. I'm going in for keeps every time. That's just what I do. But the Thunderdome, I think it was hard for some people, but Sheamus never dials it in, never takes – there's never a day off with Sheamus. And – for somebody like me who likes to work hard, even though I'm a laid-back guy, I like to work hard. I like to work for my money. And when I'm in the ring with Sheamus, I get to work for my money. Yeah, I feel like Sheamus really reminded everyone how tough he is during the Thunderdome era for that reason. Because for so long, you know, I think that people had taken him for granted. You know, oh, he was pushed down our throat back in the day. But I think that when you saw him in the Thunderdome and how hard he actually hits, people were like, man, that guy, that guy effed dude up, you know? <laughs> I did I did well in the Thunderdome era 
I still think the MVP of the Thunderdome era was Shane. There were some decent factions, you know, but I think the MVP of the Thunderdome singles competitor, even though he wasn't world champion or anything, but dude, he had that feud with Drew. He did it with Jeff. He had like the bar. Like he was going hard that whole time during the Thunderdome era. He's the MVP. And not even feuds wise. Like he had those matches with you that were awesome. He had that a couple matches with Big E that were awesome. He was just like wrestling awesome matches on a consistent level. Yes, and and still he's still he's wrestling pretty standing pretty. I think he has that triple threat now at Extreme Rules. He broke his nose. The guy, the guy don't quit. The guy's a stud, you know. I and, can't uh, believe he broke his nose again. Pretty- like I've been thinking that when he wears the mask, I go like, he's gonna hurt that again. He goes too hard, and then this week, boom, broken again. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing because when you go hard, other people go hard, and. You know, things happen, you know? You got you to you gotta control that violence, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely understand. I mean, uh, how did you feel about your guys' match at WrestleMania? Honestly, other than losing, I loved it. Uh, yeah, I honestly loved it. It was a physical match. Uh, dude, Ch- Sheamus is awesome. He uh, was going for a white noise off the top, and he slipped. And just hit me with white noise and then went right up to the top rope. And, like, dude, this, this I didn't know this was going on. Dude, goes up to the top rope and all of a sudden just jumps. As high, I was like, oh, my, what's he doing? And then lands me first on me. And I was like, this guy. This guy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then the bro kick out of the backflip moonsault, you know. I was pulling out my inner Ricochet right there, Ricky O'Shea, as Seamus calls him. I was pulling out my inner Ricky O'Shea, hitting a backflip, and I got kicked square in the kisser. But, uh, yeah, it was. I loved that match. It was my first WrestleMania where I was in competition, and it was for the United States Championship. And uh, I think me and Seamus brought what we needed to bring for, you know, that night of WrestleMania. You know, we brought a hard-hitting, intense physical wrestling match, and, I was I was extremely happy. I was very happy with that match. Now you had a long journey to get to that WrestleMania. You know, you had your ups and downs with UFC. You had to go through the Indies. You've done a lot. When you finally walked out on stage, though, how did it feel knowing that you were accomplishing something that people kind of like thought you might not ever accomplish? I always look at it like this because you're absolutely right. Looking like I'm on a stage and there's thousands of people. It's WrestleMania, this biggest show. I look at it like this. If this was my, I look. If this was my last match, if this was it. This is all I ever did. This is the most amazing career anybody could ask for. And I thought that way even when I went a PWG match. I'm like if it was over tomorrow, this was the greatest. Like this, I couldn't be happier. And uh, the WrestleMania, of course, is the grandest stage. But like, I don't know. I always keep that feeling and like. It, it was awesome. And I'll say this. It was awesome feeling. It was awesome being there. It was awesome participating. But it was even more awesome going home and watching it on TV and seeing the shots and the whole stadium with all the people and my name so huge on this board just scrolling around a huge football stadium and then fireworks shoot and of course the dubs were there. But we had like pirate dubs, you know, because we were in Tampa. And of course. There pirates there, I guess. You know, I've never seen a real pirate in Tampa. Been there a bunch of times, <laughs> but they, they 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 swear there's Buccaneers or pirate. You know, whatever. They're in the water but, somewhere. Uh, I think you got to go out in the water to find yeah, them. Yeah, it's a thing. 
but my birds were pirates that day. It was pretty sweet. So yeah, it it was just it's an amazing spectacle. And uh, like I said, if it was over tomorrow, it was awesome, you know. And it's just I, I feel like I've just had so many amazing moments, and it's just like I just tried to Triple H said like. Just, I know it's hard because you're moving fast and we work every week and this stuff. Just try to take in these moments because eventually it's going to stop. Like, you, you know, there's a point where it stops. Like, take in these moments. So that's what I try to do. Like, I almost like I kind of just like sit around and just like breathe. Like, especially right before I walk out there, I'll just stand there and just, and just like breathe in. And people usually are like, what are you doing? I'm just like taking in the moment, you know, because I won't be able to take it in again. This is like a one, you only get one time, you know? <laughs> like it is. I mean, maybe I'll do another WrestleMania, but it was still like, that was that first moment, you know? Every moment's a moment. I just don't want to miss one because I'm rushing through things, you know? And, and that's, I've just been taking in all these moments and WrestleMania was definitely one of the sweetest moments of my life, for sure. Did the doves, when you first got the doves added to your entrance, did you know that was happening or did you just see it afterwards? Well, I'll, I'll give you the full story of the doves and why I think they're so cool. So I was told, hey, Riddle, we want to do this CGI. We kick off your floss. We're going to have birds, doves fly out. And I was like, doves? I was like, well, I'm the U.S. champion. Why not like an eagle? Because I had Travito, Travis, the <laughs> title. And I was like, well, we have the eagle. And like, eagle's a little too big. And I was like, well, how about a stallion? Because I'm the stallion, riddle, the original bro. Well, we have like horses running out of my feet. Like when I do, that'd be sweet. Yeah, horses are too big. I'm like, but birds. And they're like, yeah, birds. I was like, why birds? And they go, Vince really likes the birds. And I go, you know what? If Vince likes the birds, I freaking love these birds. <laughs> I was like, let's kick these birds out of my flip flops every day, any day. We can do it. We can do it on my walk, whatever. Bird City. I'm Birdman. Let's do it. So the fact that Vince thought they were so cool and awesome, I was like, well, if Vince thinks they're so cool and awesome, I think that's cool and awesome. So so that's it, yeah. So that's that's where the birds came from. Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest, I don't really argue about stuff too much. I'm very laid back. In fact, I think that's why I've also had so much success, you know. Not in there. I don't politic too much. I just have I have a good time. I work well with others. It you sounds know, like you do I, have a little bit of a relationship yeah. with Vince McMahon so far, though, which others find. I, I from just talking you, and interviewing people, it seems like others don't. But it seems like you do at this point. You know, we do and we don't. If I'm being 100 percent, because the thing is, like, I've 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 been on TV a lot. I work a lot. You know, Vince sees me every week at least once, and. Uh, so he sees me. I got. I've, I've gotten a lot of handshakes. Good job. I love your stuff. This that. A lot of compliments. I have yet to receive a Vince McMahon hug. You Ooh. know, I was hoping I'd get one after SummerSlam, but not not so much. You know, and I'm not. I don't want to force it. I'm not forcing it. You hug me when you're ready, bro. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, here's here's a question I want to know. In in the past, you know, year and change that you've been on the main roster. Um, what would you say are the biggest lessons that you've learned, you know, while, while being there? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'd say the biggest lessons are like, this is entertainment, you know? And then like, maybe don't talk too much trash. You know, it's like, I wouldn't say I got in trouble, but people aren't happy when I say certain things. And I'll say this, it's not like, it's not old school, 
but there's like still like a slight old school mentality on the main roster, say, rather than like maybe other companies or the indies, where it's like, like you gotta like kind of watch what you say and be still be like super respectful all the time, which I try to be 100% of the time. But like I said, Randy even said when he first met me, he didn't like me. And I was like, I'll be honest, Randy, I heard that interview. I wasn't, I was, I was sad. I was like, I thought you never told me you didn't like me. I thought we were cool, but I guess he didn't like me. And then he saw a couple matches like me and he saw me and Stallion Pete tag at TakeOver and he, he actually tweeted like, I didn't like you or something, but I get it. Like, good luck. And then even when I came up to the main roster, I guess I didn't shake his hand. But it wasn't like I was trying to be disrespectful. I thought he was just busy and he's Randy Orton, you know. I don't want to bother him. But I guess he took that. So, like, some people take certain things as disrespect. And, I, you know, me, like, I'm just trying to be – I'm trying to be the best riddle I can be, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's all I can do. So, I think I've just – Still, I think it's more business, business. Heavy. And I've learned how to handle money better and do things better in that sense and fashion and rent a car. I got a credit card. So these things have all happened since my main roster debut. So I feel like I've learned a lot of lessons. I've, I've, I've matured a lot. I mean, that's cool to hear. I think that, you know, that kind of stuff is important at, at a certain point. I mean, it's hard because you... Your, your whole thing was that, like, you were, like, this youthful, exuberant bro, and you're like, well, I also have to be an adult now because I'm around other adults and I have to get a well, credit I, card. Yeah, like, I, you know, I, yeah, I'm an adult. I'm a grown-up. It's <laughs> real. Uh, I got three kids, and, yeah, serious stuff. Uh, I don't have a credit card. Well, yeah, I don't have a credit card. My girlfriend really hates it so much. Yeah, well, dude, I get it, but like credit card, like I can't even use the credit card right now because it's not working. Because like, I don't know, it's a credit card. It's, it's like I paid all the debt. Why can't I use it? Um, I, I don't want to get it. Let's not talk about the bros' credit. Right now. That's not what's up for <laughs> the bros' credit <laughs> drama right now. We can we can move yeah, away from. But I, I do like, like I I do think it's sm- I, I I find it interesting that you got paired with Randy Orton because I do sense some similarities in you and young Randy Orton when he first came to the main roster. So I feel like, you know, since he does, you know, get it, it's good to have someone like him kind of guiding you now and, and helping you navigate the waters a little more. It had, I don't think it could be any better than having Randy Orton as my spirit guide, you know, like in WWE. He, he's awesome. He leads me down the right path, you know, and uh, he's a wealth of knowledge. And he and it's and his knowledge is different than mine. Mine's kind of because I fought MMA, I wrestled on the Indies, and the style is very intense, high intense, like pop, 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 pop. Well, Randy is a one of the greatest storytellers in professional wrestling history, and not that I can't tell a story, but I feel like Randy has helped me tell better stories, you know? And I think with me and Randy together, it's awesome because Randy is such a serious character. So for him to kind of drop his guard a little bit, give me some trust and some friendship, and I'm always there for him. I'm his right-hand man. I'm his bro for show. I'm there all the way, you know? I think because of that, it's like, it's a dynamic we've never seen. Because usually when Randy's paired up, it's like, 
it's almost like they it's like a standoff like we respect each other but we don't know if we even like each other <laughs> with me and randy it's like you know i like randy and i'll do anything for randy and randy week by week is coming along you know so I, I I really enjoy I, I enjoy the journey we're on and like I said working with Randy being RK bro which I remember when I said it originally a lot of people laughed at me and said it would never happen and then a couple weeks later bro me and Randy are wrestling the following week RK bro and it got such a reaction that they just kept it going and now we are the WWE Raw Tag Team Champions but same thing happened with me and Stallion Pete. We entered the Dusty Cup. They're like, hey, like, cut a promo saying, like, how you guys form. And I was like, okay. I went up to Stallion P. I was like, you're a bruiserweight. I'm a bro. Let's do this. <laughs> Dusty Cup. That was the problem. The crowd went insane. And then every time we wrestled, me, me and Stallion Pete are pretty good in the ring. It's going to be hard to have a bad match with us. And we, we, we became NXT Tag Team Champions. You know, and it's funny because I never saw myself as a tag team wrestler. But when you got guys like Pete Dunne, you got guys like Randy Orton, even when I was on the Indies, you got Jeffrey Cobb. That guy's a stallion. And it's like it's like almost impossible not to put gold around our waist, you know, especially with the dynamic we have and everything else. It's just – it's something – I don't know. I feel like I'm very good at working with other people, especially on camera and backstage and promo segments. You know? Oh, you're great. Yeah, you're great when it comes to odd couple pairings, for sure. You're good at, like, playing, you know, off of a straight man. And and, and Pete Dunne and yeah. Randy Orton are, like, the perfect straight man. And I also feel like one of the wrinkles I enjoy in your dynamic with Randy Orton is the fact that, you know, most of the time people are waiting for Randy Orton to turn on the other guy. They're just They're waiting for it. They're like, okay... This is not going to last long. Randy Orton's going to hit with RKO. That's that's when we're going to go into that storyline. Um, but I like that you forced him to turn on you early and broke through it. You know, you like forced him to hit the RKO on you, and now there's like no waiting game for that. Like he already kind of did that, and you still showed that you loved him. And now you guys are bros. You know, you guys are homies. You know, I think uh, I think a lot of people got confused when he RKO'd me that time and did that but you know i think it was some tough love one yeah. i wasn't doing it right two three uh first time in front of a live crowd i mean he wrestled during the thunderdome era but there wasn't a live crowd there other than wrestlemania when he wrestled the bean so like he hadn't had a big how many rkos has he hit in front of people so he was back it was raw he already hit one and i get it he had that sweet like little moment with me. He was probably feeling even juicier because he got to touch me. And the RKO'd me, you know. But then following week, I helped him out. I saved my Viper compadre or compadre. And uh now, now we're back together. Best bros. It's great. It's yeah. Fantastic. I your guys' dynamic is is very entertaining to watch. I think that, you know, just seeing you just talking at him do you have younger siblings or are you an only child or what would you play the I, I younger brother a, role perfectly yeah i have an older brother who is very mature just always like i've always been the body guy he's always been the brain so that's always been my older brothers i've always had like an older brother like hey don't do that man i'm like oh whatever wrong you know <laughs> so 
And the thing is, even when you mention like promos, they'll have me talk about brothers or uncles or whatever. And I'll use actual family member names as like my Uncle Mike or Uncle Ron or my brother Ronnie, you know, or my dad, you know, like whatever. You know, I always use actual family members' names because it, that makes it easier for me. You know, yeah, so. that, that that would definitely be easier. And yet, you know, you mentioned a few minutes ago, too, about the tag team thing and how you've always kind of been in tag teams, even though you don't see yourself as a tag team wrestler. And I remember when I'd watch you in PWG, I'd always get frustrated. I'd always be like, why is it just a tag team all the time? Like, Matt Riddle could be the number one. Matt Riddle could be the champion here. You know, why is it Matt Riddle the champion here? It used to bug me because I, I, I wanted to see you in that role of PWG. Yeah, I would have loved to seen it at PWG too. I wish I would have got a good year in Bola. You know, it just you know, it just was never my time at PWG. You know, but I did have the tag team championships. You know, and uh, you know, I think my problem with uh, I never got that singles push at PWG is because I was always like a champion somewhere. I was so busy wrestling everywhere, and I loved wrestling for PWG. But if I'm gonna be honest, they didn't really pay my full rate. Yes, but to be fair, they're flying in guys from Japan and Australia and they have these super shows. So I get it. The experience, the exposure to be in that building, being received at that time was, yeah, I, I couldn't replace those moments. Without PWG, I wouldn't be here today. So even though I wasn't getting paid as much as I wish I was, it was worth its weight in gold. Yeah, and everybody a- knew and that's why everybody that went there knew that going in, but was still willing to just destroy themselves at PWG because of the crowd and the exposure and the experience and everything else. I remember when I did that 10-man tag with all the guys. I don't know if you remember that. Of course I remember. That tra- uh, oh, yeah. Well, Coming bum yeah, train, yeah. Or, yeah, the thumbs are, or even when we did the, the slow-mo. When we did the slow-mo spot, and the thing that got me, is okay we do a slow-mo spot so we're all in slow-mo but the whole crowd was in slow-mo with us so like i i freaked out i thought i lost my mind i thought i was on something i was like what's going on like what's going on because everybody's like let's go bro and i'm like And the craziest part is that we were all somehow in sync. I I don't know how everybody stayed in sync. And everyone, like, did the, oh, like, at the same time when it went back to fast motion, too. It was crazy. Bro, that's the, I still, I got goosebumps talking about it. I think that's a of, like, what, 500 people? But we were all, dude, we were all connected. Like, we all were the. Dude, we were in the same spot, bro. Because every single dude, chick, lady, bro, whatever, everybody there. Dude, I'm pretty sure even the mean guy that worked the bar, the guy that owned the Larry. Place, <laughs> yeah, like, I guarantee he was like, what's going on? Yeah, it did. So the PWG was the, it was, the, never forget, always have a spot here, bro. Yeah, same. When I see that that building is just like not there anymore, it makes me so sad. It's just like not, it's just non-existent. I don't, I don't know, like, like, I don't know how it wouldn't still be there. Like, <laughs> what did you do with what's that? What's better? Well, Go ahead, I, I get it. No, but they like yeah. tore it down and then did nothing with it. I'm sure eventually it'll be a parking lot and everybody will park their cars there, but it's been like nothing for two years and, and, and it does make me sad. Uh, can I make a bold prediction here right now with you? Please. 
I think you're going to win the the next Royal Rumble. What do you think about that? I think I'm going to win the next Royal Rumble as well. You know, I feel like the first time didn't really have a good experience. You know, second time, very good experience. Got in there with some of my favorite workers and everybody else. And I think this time around, uh, for me, I would love it. I think the fans would love it. And I think it's something super fresh it's something that they haven't done in a long time has had one of the up-and-coming superstars win a royal rumble because usually it's and i love edge and i'm like you got the like sir usually it's a top guy that wins it and you know it's gonna be a top guy and they've been doing that for a while and i, I it's not that i'm not a top guy but you know until you win something like that or get through that crack you, you know what i'm saying you're not that you're not the a top guy yet and i feel like the royal rumble would be a perfect opportunity for for me to crack into that you know that platform that top tier guy you know and uh and i think it's the right time royal rumbles in january it's my birthday month i always got that pay-per-view as a kid when i was growing up so it's my favorite pay-per-view uh so honestly i if, if that happened, I would be like, I don't know what I did to be so lucky and so happy <laughs> because I like that. Like, if I told you what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen, we're on the same page. I think that's going to happen. I'm thinking somebody else I might be close to might win the world championship and then I might have to call him out and then we bring it back home. <laughs> I, I, I definitely 100% have been seeing the similar uh, uh, pieces being put in place. And I also feel like, you know, even though you're not a top guy right now, you know, necessarily like a top, top guy. Um, well, if you ask I, me, I feel like I'm a top guy. If you ask certain people on the roster, you might not think of it. Well, but I, but I think that there are a lot of people on the roster who aren't – it feels like you're being – primed for that position because you are you know not many people are being given the opportunity to carry a show like you have been doing as of late you know these past couple months you're one of the through lines throughout raw usually it's like you're there like near the beginning something happens with you guys there's something that happens later and you're but you're one of the main running themes throughout the show and that usually only happens with people who are considered or are being primed for a top position so that's why i feel like royal rumble is how you break through I, I think you're 100% right, you know, I think I've been put in a position, you know, and it, everything seems to be on a certain track, and I like the direction it's going, I'm quite pleased with it, you know, I think at the end of the day, though, I think the reason why I'm here is, like, consistency, you know, keep putting out good stuff, keep making people happy, laughing, sad, angry, whatever, keep making people feel stuff, and be dependable, be there don't miss don't you know always honestly since i've came to wwe i haven't taken a day off i haven't taken any vacation days nothing i mean i love what i do so i feel like when i go on the road it is a vacation and i i am i did i just i'm trying to get to a certain level i'm trying to get to that status and my path is it's going to be a little different but i think as long as i keep grinding and working and doing what i'm doing I'm going to get there. And like you said, it seems like they're, you know, priming me for it. And I kind of agree. And I'm just, I'm hoping we're both right. 
I'm hoping I can keep running with the ball and keep doing what I'm doing. And I hope I keep evolving and getting better as not only a entertainer, but also as a competitor in the ring. You know, also I've been going to the gym more lately, trying to become a body guy. Vince, Vince likes body guys. Vince so. loves those body trying guys. To, so that does help. Yeah. My abs are good, but I'm like noticing some of these dudes are pretty deep. You know, like they're like 260, 270. They got pecs and veins all over them. And I'm like, I got, I got to do something here. Well, you got to make like, sure when you give like, him that hug, you give him a strong hug. So you got to get beefed yeah, up for it. I think he doesn't even want to think you're just, uh, you, you know, you're built, but you're not huggable yet. So I feel like <laughs> I put muscle, you'll hug me. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. I also, you know, hope to see you in the main event of WrestleMania because one day, because. If that happens, that means while I was at TMZ, I will have reported on two people starting their wrestling journey. Like, oh, this guy's trained to become a wrestler. I did that with you, and I did that with Ronda Rousey. Of like, oh, she's interested in being at wrestling, WrestleMania. So I'd have a good track record if you know if the two of you both made it. I, I was there from the beginning, and then I got to see the full journey. That would be awesome. Hey, were you at that PWG where Ronda was there, and I wrestled a? Uh the big mic and like i picked him up and i was like that was for you ronda yes. and then they threw me and said that was for her and i was like you said nah. you know <laughs> sometimes you gotta use the crowd ronda rousey's in the crowd you gotta you gotta hi ronda <laughs> like come on it's ronda rousey you know what is yeah. her too right she uh she's having a child or had a child right yep yep having a child i don't think having a child i don't think they didn't she, have it. Maybe? she didn't have it yet yeah no, i don't think she had it yet congrats to them though yeah. for sure for sure yeah and ron is awesome she's yeah. for sure awesome i also yeah. love that i think a lot of people you know as tough as you are in the ring um i feel like people don't realize that blue meanie is one of the people who trained you oh yeah blue meanie is one of my favorite people in the world the guys a guys one of the sweetest guys you'll ever met super knowledgeable and uh yeah, you know, and especially when it comes to the business side of wrestling, Blue Meanie just, he's been in the business, he gets it, he's got the experience, and uh, he's, a, he's a pleasure to be around. And yeah, he was one of the guys that taught me how to work, you know, right from the beginning at the Monster Factory. And like I said, he's, well, I still, you know, we talk there and there, we catch up there and there, you know, me being on the road, I'm a little busy, and he's always, he's still doing indies and doing podcasts and stuff like that, so... You know, love me some Blue Meanie, some Brian Heffron. I yeah, think that's how you pronounce his I think that's how you pronounce it. Shout out to Blue Meanie for sure. One of the nicest dudes in wrestling. A huge fan of his. All right, I, I've hit my time limit here, uh, but I've got three final questions. They're quick ones. It's about your finishing move, the Bro Derek. So first, who's your favorite person to hit the Bro Derek on and why? Well, my favorite person to hit the bro Derek on, and I haven't hit it on him in WWE yet. I hit it on him at PWG, and I like to go big or go home. Favorite person was Keith Lee. I hit Keith Lee with the bro Derek at PWG, and I did because the thing is, I love picking people up like that. That it doesn't like it looks awkward. Like that shouldn't work. Like something's about to break, and I'm like, nah, dude, I'm super strong. So yeah, favorite person to do. It, was Keith Lee at PWG, yeah. Do you have another bro-related move name on deck in your mind that you haven't been able to unleash yet? That I haven't unleashed yet. Because you always have a new yeah. one. It's always like bro to sleep, bro Derek, bro yeah. mission. Well, I called the Brower Bomb, 
or the brewer bomb. And I do a power bomb, a sit out power bomb off the top rope. My back is to the ring and I grab you and I jump backwards and power bomb you as I sit out. I like but that. But nobody's going to, nobody, nobody's taking me yet. Everybody, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see that one soon. And lastly, what's the most memorable time you hit the bro, Derek? Most memorable time I hit the bro, Derek. I don't know. For me, I, I feel like if I, I always say most memorable time the bro Derek was hit. Because the most memorable time for me the bro Derek was hit because I was so flattered. It was when Randy Orton picked. I believe I think it was it was so maybe it was Xavier Woods. Picked Xavier Woods upside down, locked up the bro Derek and hit my finisher on somebody else and dude the other day you hit an exploder a bro exploder on aj and i was like bro i, I went crazy I was like yo that's my move yeah you know so i feel like not only i feel like you know before i was doing an rko i did his ddt a couple times memory of randy you know but now they're like he's back he's hitting my moves not like so we just like trading stuff like what's up dude like so can like can i like can I like stomp people's body parts like you do? Like, can I do that? Like, so I think I can. I think we're gonna do it. So you gotta I'm punt king someone. To you gotta punt king someone in his uh in his honor. So, but that was that was my favorite for you know. But if I would go second favorite, I would say hitting Roderick Strong with it at Takeover Twenty Five. I hit him with it, and it was just a it was a packed house. The crowd was white hot, and the reaction after like having a grueling like fifteen or seventeen minute match with Roderick Strong, which is always brutal, and you you've seen him work, you know how he goes, and it was a serious hard hitting match, and then to hit that at the end and hook the leg, and, and it was like the first debut of the Bro Derek, so that was that was the best one for me day shout, one. Shout out to Roderick Strong. All right. Yeah. Riddle, Riddle, excuse me, Riddle, one half of the tag team champions. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really enjoyed our conversation. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks for having me, bro. I appreciate it anytime. You know, you've got spare time. Just hit me up. I'm around. You know? all, right. all right, cool. Sounds good. I will definitely take you up on that. <laughs> Later, dude. Later, dude. That was Riddle. Really, really enjoyed our conversation. Lots of good stuff. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as me. Okay. Make sure that you subscribe to Add a Character on all the major podcast platforms. Well, whichever platform you listen to on, subscribe there. If you want to subscribe on all the platforms, though, it would also be appreciated. But it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the big ones. That's where you can find Add a Character. And if you can leave a review or a rating, please do that as well. It helps me out a ton. To, uh, the negative ones, though, I don't like as much. Some guy called me a bootlicker on there, and I was not a fan of it. But the people who said positive things, I enjoyed all of those. Okay, also make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where you can find this video, this show on video every week, as well as clips from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and more. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.